So as the Mandalorian flaunted on social media that they have won an Emmy, Ben said to me, yeah, they aren't actual Emmys. So it's now time to break down the actual Emmys. Ben, what makes these the actual Emmys? So, firstly, The Mandalorian did last week. They won a couple of Creative Arts Emmys. They won a couple last year as well, so let's give them credit where credit's due. Basically, the Creative Arts Emmys are the technical categories like picture editing, casting, cinematography. Very highly respected, just people don't care about them as much as the Primetime Emmys, which are on Monday. And that is things like Best Programme, Best Acting, Best Directing... So we kind of thought, why don't we break these down? Because I like them. Celebrate I mean, some I've good telly. I've never watched them before. Ben, I know you're obsessed with the Oscars. And when it's the Oscars, you, you know, open a bottle of champagne, put it on a tuxedo and stay up till four o'clock in the morning. Is that the case with the Emmys? Do you do that? No. So the Emmys, I'm more laid back. I'm more just following Twitter to see who's won at four in the morning while watching repeats of Old Masterchef. That's my, my Emmys mornings. I don't normally work the Emmys in the same way I work the Oscars. Very, very excited, though. And I like, you know, doing the podcast, Ben, I actually know the, a good majority of what's nominated. You know, I could tell you a bit about what it's about. So very exciting for me. So like we said, today on the Art Your Film podcast with us, Ben and Jacob, we are going to be breaking down who is nominated for what Emmy and who we think should win and uh, who will actually win. But they're, they're not rigged at all, are they, Ben? No, they're not rigged. They're voted by people in the actual industry. Ooh, very exciting, which you think is how the NTA should be run, and that way uh, Ant and Deck wouldn't win Best Presenter. No, no, because in the UK we have the BAFTAs, which are voted on by the industry. I'm just saying that's why the BAFTAs are more respected. Love Island won a BAFTA. Yes, Love Island won a BAFTA, the only BAFTA voted on by normal humans. Um, <laughs> right, there we go. That's why it won the BAFTA. Oh, this is going to be a fun podcast, Ben. I'm excited. Okay, so Ben hasn't done the notes for today's podcast. We are both using a website that we have got in front of us, the Gold Derby. Uh, we're going to be using their website just so, uh, well, we know what shows to talk about. Ben, are we, uh, you know, you tried to navigate me to the website. Uh, I couldn't actually find the exact page on the website. Can you just confirm that the first one we're going to be talking about is comedy series? Yeah, seems a good place to start as any. Yeah, I start with a laugh. Um, ben, I wonder what show's going to win here. You want it to be your favourite show ever, which is nominated, right? Yeah, and it's absolutely going to win. Like The nominees for comedy series. I feel like I'm at the war show already. And the nominees are... I need to... D- t- Tone down the radio voice for this bit, I think. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to sound too scripted. Uh, so we got Ted Lasso, Hacks, The Flight Attendant, uh, Pen15, Blackish. Ben, what else have we got? Cobra Kai, Emily in Paris, and The Kaminsky Method are rounding out the nominees. Um, Ooh, very, very exciting. It's, it's quite simple, this category. Uh, Ted Lasso is going to win. There's a number of different reasons it's going to win. Firstly, the fact it is the best show on TV helps. Um, but secondly, more importantly, it's, it managed to get 20 nominations, which is the highest nominations of any first-year comedy has ever received. Season two's been airing, whereas voting was happening, so it's fresh in the mind, it's trending on Twitter. Um, if there's a dark horse in the race, it's probably Hacks, which did build up some momentum, but 
Ted Lasso's just storming this. Um, so do you think that Ted Lasso is who should win and who will actually win? Yes, yeah, I do think it will. Cobra Kai, though, that had a lot of love. Cobra Kai and Emily in Paris, they're both massive commercial hits for Netflix um, in a way that, that I can't see them winning. <laughs> Over Ted Lasso or just in general? Just in general. I think it's like 99% so that Ted Lasso is going to win and then there's a tiny chance it'll be hacks and an even smaller chance is the flight attendant and I will run around naked if anything else wins. I really hope that doesn't happen. So the tuxedo will be coming off and Ben will be running around naked. Welcome to the RTE Film Podcast, everyone. Uh, speaking of hacks, Ben, uh, now moving on to comedy actress, uh, Jean Smart leaving the nominee, leading the nominees over there. Oh. Yeah, so the nominees include Jean Smart for hacks. He's had a nice of water then, Ben. Yeah. You know, I feel like recently we've been a lot better with our time swigs of water until then. Yeah, so there's Gene Smart with Hacks, Kaylee Coco for The Flight Attendant, Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish, Alice and Johnny for Mum on That's Final Season, and A.D. Bright for Shrill on That's Final Season. Now, first interesting point, two actresses of the five are nominating in other acting categories with Gene Smart in the Limited Supporting Actress and A.D. Bright in the Comedy Supporting Actress. Um, I think Gene Smart probably will win this. Um... She'll be the oldest person in the category to win at 69, um, ever. Wow, she, she looks good for 69. How recent is that photo, Ben? Uh, quite recent. Um, Freaking hell. Yeah, no, I think there's lots of praise for her role in Hacks and lots of people seemingly have loved it. I mean, if anyone can take it, I think it's probably Kaylee Coco for the flight attendant, but kind of the buzz on her has dulled and... Maybe Tracy Ellis Ross stands a chance because Is that people a slim love chance, her. Mate? Slim chance. So you think Gene Smart's going to win? Who do you think should win? Well, I haven't seen Hacks because it's not available in the UK. Um, I haven't seen Mum because it's never been available in the UK. So I can't talk for Gene Smart, Alice and Johnny. I think Kaylee Coco, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Adi Bryant are all brilliant. I would probably give it to Adi Bryant because I do really like Trill. So. Maybe oh, her. Very exciting. I love how you uh, just said uh, that Alison Janey was in Mum. Uh, it's actually spelled M-O-M, the American spelling. And it's not Mum, it's Mom. Yeah, but still, I don't care. I'm, Mom. I'm, I'm sticking on Mum. Just... Ben. Uh, right, comedy actor uh, up now. And Ben, I am already see your excitement in your face. We still need to visualise the podcast at some point. Uh, because... This is the lock of the night. This is the category that has been a lock for ages. Are you excited? Yes. The, the legend that is Jason Stakers. Is... From Ted Lasso. Yeah, and We're the Millers, and 30 Rock, and Saturday Night Live. Wait, that... so is he up for, sorry, is he up for uh, comedy actor in all those shows you've just listed, or just, you know, for the, for the, one, for the one show? Just as last, so I was just listing just a bunch of other things he's done. You're not a super fan at all? <laughs> I love the guy, I love the guy. Yeah, I know, will you run around naked, run around naked if he loses? No, but I will probably throw my phone at a wall. Okay, so if you think he's going to win, who else is nominated? So you've got Michael Douglas for the Kaminsky Method, Keenan Thompson for Keenan, uh, Anthony 
Anderson for Blackish, and William H. Macy for the final season of Shameless. Ooh, first time we've uh, seen Shameless get a nomination so far. No, William H. Macy had... He has been nominated a couple of times, then he got in the college admission scandal, and now he's... Right. Yep, yeah, and now he's been allowed back in for the final year because it was He's made weak. a comeback. He's, he's come back. He's not going to win because he's still a criminal. Michael yeah. Douglas is probably the only other person other than Jason who could win because he's Michael Douglas and he's won loads of awards over his career. But, but no. you think nothing is going to touch Jason. You think he is going to win and you also think he should win? Yeah, I think nothing is going to top Jason today because he is Ted Lasso. And right. if that show wins series, it stands to a lot of part of reason that there's no chance he's not going to win actor. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Ben, they're going to some proper depth. Depth. On now to supporting actress. Um, is it the potentially political thing where they think uh, this person won't win best actor? So we'll say that they're a supporting and they like put someone else up as best actor because I know this does happen. It happened with, uh, it's happened. I was going to give another example, but I don't actually have one. But is it one of those situations? Well, it does happen all the time in award shows where you, yeah, yeah. They, they campaign in the place they're most likely to get a nomination. You know, if they're a borderline lead or say, for example, Hannah Einbinder, who's nominated in this category. I, From what I've heard, once again, I've not seen Hacks is truly meant to be the lead in Hacks, but... Um, She's competing and supporting. Otherwise, the rest of the ladies are all supporting players on their shows. So, it's an interesting. Should we go for the nominees? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Three nominees from three actors on Saturday Night Live. I need to get in on Saturday Night Live. I love Saturday Night Live. Yeah, so Cecily Strong, Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryant. Then you've got Rosie Perez for The Flight Attendant and Hannah Waddingham and Juno Temple as Ted Lasso ladies. Who do you think is going to come out victorious? Who do you think should come out victorious? So I think Hannah Waddingham will come out victorious because she is undeniable in season one in Ted Lasso. And I showed the show to my friend, my one of my oldest friends yesterday, and they were like, oh my God, who is this revelation talking about Hannah Waddingham? So I think she's also got this locked up. But just so I'm not repeating myself, I'm going to go with someone a bit different for Will Win. Right, or should win. On. No, should win. I'm going to go for someone a bit different. Okay. I'm going to go Cecily Strong for Saturday Night Live. I'm because... impressed you've got against Ted Lasso here as well. So she must have uh, had a good performance inside. Well, it's because I love Saturday Night Live and I adore Dude. Cecily Strong. And I think it was her final season. It very much implied it was her final season. And I could just watch the clip of her singing My Way as Janine Pirro forever in a box of wine and throwing it at Colin Jost. I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. So my, I think probably if I was voting, as much as I adore Ted Lasso, I think I might take Cecily. Just as a, you're amazing. You surprised me, Ben. I am surprised you have gone um, against Ted Lasso. Well, I think I can't pick it except for all seven comedy categories. And I feel like you can't be like, yeah, they're going to win. They should win for every single one. Other than that, Ben, you may just have impeccable taste and be able to predict the future. Uh, on to comedy supporting. 
Okay, again, some more nominees here from Ted Lasso and some more nominees from Saturday Night Live. Uh, ben, who is nominated? So, of the eight, four of them are Ted Lasso in Brett Goldstein, Brendan Hunt, Jeremy Swift and Nick Mohammed. Then you have two Saturday Night Live guys in Keenan uh, and Bowen Yang. Um, then you have Paul Racier for The Kaminsky Method and Carl Clemens Hopkins for Hacks, who you can just ignore completely. Um, this is... Has he not got a chance? Those two, just the bottom two don't have a chance. The last time I mentioned. I think this is... Does a... Nick Mohammed? No, Nick Mohammed, yeah, doesn't have a chance either. Mm. I love he's the... between. I love the guy, but I think he's not got a chance. No, I think it's between... This is a tight race that's constantly changed because you've got the legend that is Keenan Thompson. You've got Bowen Yang, who's the kind of SNL up and newcomer, and watching him play an iceberg is unbelievably funny. And you have Bowen Yang for Ted Lasso, who is like, even though there's three other Ted Lasso guys, which. I thought Bowen Yang was Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah, Bowen Yang is Saturday Night Live. And Brett Goldstein's Ted Lasso. Right, right. And even though there's like four other Ted Lasso guys in the category, which you would imply is a vote split. The support does very much seem to go to him and Roy Kent. Um, So I can't, I don't know which one of those three will win. I I think I have predicted a Ted Lasso sweep. And I do think Brett could, would win in that scenario. So in the scenario it wins every other category bar actress, which is not got a nomination in because it doesn't have a lead actress. I think Brett's probably going to win. Um, but Bowen and Keenan will be tight. Um, uh, who do you think will win? Uh, should win rather than if you think Brett is going to win, who should win? If it was solely down to you, Ben. Oh, it, this is another hard one. I don't love Keenan, so um, I think Brett should win for season two of Ted Lasso, which is currently airing. So I'll be a bit diplomatic and go for Bowen Yang um, because. The sketch where he played the iceberg from the Titanic is another one that I just regularly watch because it makes me, cheers me up. That's come up on my TikTok. It's so good. It's the greatest thing ever. It is hilarious. It is so funny. Nothing's funnier. We're talking about so much uh, behind the camera, Ben, but we got to big up our directors and I love it um, when, you know, directors get the recognition they deserve. I always feel like film and TV is ahead of the curve when it comes to directors and people behind the scenes getting uh, awards because the music industry there's no like award for best producer best songwriter so i really think you know it's great that the tv industry and the, the film industry does this is our favorite taiku itt i think that's his word, name right taiku itt he's not he's not nominated for an emmy this year at all what we love his name i know we love his name um, He's not up for comedy director, but there is a, quite, a, quite a strong uh, comedy uh, directing uh, nominee list, including Biscuits. Yep, the, so their episode titles, Jacob. <laughs> not oh. not the, the name of director. I was going to say, who, because it says Ted Lasso, and then underneath it, it says Biscuits. Uh, I know Ted Lasso is a character. I know it's your favourite show, so the director's not going to be called Ted Lasso. Um, and, but obviously, why the hell is someone called Biscuit? And then he could have looked. Biscuit. 
frog, but biscuits. You could have looked to the next one, which is in case of emergency, and that would have just thrown you even more. Uh, wouldn't that have been... Because that's <laughs> definitely been a not a name. So the episode's nominated. Ted Lasso, Biscuits, The Flight Attendant, In Case of Emergency, Hacks, There Is No Line, Ted Lasso, The Hope That Kills You, Ted Lasso, Make Rebecca Great Again, Be Positive, Pilot, oh, episode one, uh, Mom, Scooby-Doo Checks, and Salisbury Stay. So, um... Is that our Salisbury near us? No, it's an American thing. Firstly, I have no clue how Be Positive and Mom got into this category. Um, I know there is some technical rule, but even then I'm completely dumbfuddled how both of them managed to make it in. So just discard them. Now... You don't think they're going to win? No, I don't even know how they got nominated. I, I'm assuming, because there is a rule that means um, multi, one multi-camera sitcom has to get in which is when they do them live, as two of them got in, I can only assume they both only got one vote in the nomination stage. Um, but uh, I think there's a challenge here, because you've got three Ted Lasso episodes. Now, you have Biscuits, which is directed by Zach Braff, who's the only director of any note of the five main episodes. But then you have The Hope That Kills You, which is the most directorial showy episode of The Bunch, and you also have Make Rebecca Great Again, which is just the best episode of the season. Then you have The Flight Attendant for In Case of Emergency. And The Flight Attendant is probably the most directorial showy episode in there. It's directed by Susan Fogel, who won a Director's Award earlier this year um, for this episode of TV. And then you have Hacks, which has a lot of love in the industry, but is not really a director's show. So, it is a tight one to call, because Ted Lasso could feasibly very easily vote split, which is why I'm thinking the flight attendant could win this. Ooh, okay. So, you think the flight attendant is going to win. Who do you think should win? Um, I'm going to be diplomatic here and go, either one of the hope that kills you or make Rebecca great again for Ted Lasso because The Hope That Kills You is some of the best TV directing I've seen in a while, but Make Rebecca Great Again, I think, was the episode of TV of last year. It's such a well-made episode of TV, so it really sums up the characters' motivations perfectly. On now to comedy writing. Again, two Ted Lasso nominations nominated. Ted Lasso, Pilot, Hacks, There Is No Line. Ted Lasso, Make Rebecca Great Again, Again. The flight attendant in case of emergency, uh, girls five ever pilot and pen fifteen play. Uh, ben, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the last two. You don't know how it got nominated? No, because pen fifteen got a series nomination and girls five ever wrote by Tina Fey. So I think those two are both brilliant, brilliantly good nominations that are very smart. Um, and I'm really happy those two shows got some love here. Uh, but I think Make Rebecca Great Again is probably going to win from Ted Lasso just because I'm assuming, because I'm making the assumption that it's going to win everywhere else, I'm assuming voters have watched the show and I'm assuming they'd have worked out it's one of the best episodes of TV ever. But do you think that will win, though? Because the, the, the pilot of Ted Lasso is, uh, according to Twitter, uh, the top choice. Well, the pilot of Ted Lasso I don't think is going to win because the pilot's the weakest episode of the t- 
20 episodes of the season. Right, okay. Like, it's the weakest... It got nominated. No, it got nominated because it's the pilot and it's the first one and the writers clicked both the Ted Lasso episodes to nominate that were submitted. But it is just the weakest episode of the season, so... So is uh, Ted Lasso make Rebecca great again? You think it will win, and you also think it should win? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. Tired. I've had yeah. a really long day. Um, Have you? <laughs> and we're topping it off uh, by going through some awards. On now to the drama section. Uh, okay, quite quite a lot of uh, interesting shows nominated. Nominated for drama series, The Crown, The Mandalorian. Come on. Uh, sorry, Ben. I know you told me to not be too biased. Uh, Pose, uh, The Handmaid's Tale, Bridgerton, Lovecraft Country, The Boys, and This Is Us. I think Mandalorian should win, and will it win? I think The Crown is going to comfortably win, and the only show that I really care about and would be happy if it won is The Boys. I really don't care for any of these nominees, Bar Pose and The Boys. Um, what about Bridgerton? I thought you liked that. Yeah, but I don't want to see it win. Okay, why don't you think Mandalorian could win? Oh, I think the Mandalorian could, I think the Mandalorian could win. I just think the Crown is going to win. Like, the oh, Crown had the most nominations the this win? year. Do you think the Crown should win? I think the Crown should win over the Mandalorian, but I think the boys should win. I love the boys. Such Interesting a stance. Okay, best actress. We've got Emma Corrin from The Crown. Uh, we've also got Olivia Coleman from The Crown. Playing but the there queen. are other. Pardon? Playing the Queen. The Queen and Diana in those two. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen The Crown, but I can tell. Okay, who else is nominated? Uh, so you've got MJ P- Rodriguez for Pose, who's the first trans act- woman to be nominated. In a lead wow. actress. She's the first trans actor to be nominated in any primetime Emmy category, acting one. Uh, Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale, Uzo Aduba for Entreatment, and Joni Smollett for Lovecraft Country. And I think because Emma Corrin and Olivia Coleman will vote split, because I just think they're both in the crown, they're both good, they both do brilliant performances, I think MJ will win. And I think she should win for the history of it. And she's brilliant in Pose, and it's the final season. So I would be more than happy if MJ Rodriguez wins. And she would give an amazing speech as well. Yes. Oh, exciting stuff. And great that trans people are, you know, getting... Oh, it's, I love that. we're not going to see another trans actor for about 10 years, so... Wow, is she that incredible, or is it that hard for trans actors to find work? She's incredible, but it's more that it's really difficult to find work, so I would really want to reward her now. Yeah. Is, um, how far are you with Money Heist, by the way? Uh, I'm midway through season two. But... Okay, have you got to the trans character yet? No, I'm seven, eight episodes in season two. Okay. All right, I'd like to talk about that because I'm not sure if it is played by a trans person. I'll Google it when we get to that point. I mean... I I just feel like that would be a great topic for debate, so please keep listening to the podcast. Um, On now to Drama Actor. Uh, More nominees in here for The Crown. Uh, Nominees from Bridgerton as well. Ben, who is nominated? So you've got Josh O'Connor for playing Prince Charles in The Crown, Billy Porter for Pose, and... 
Reggie John Page, who everyone's mum has a crush on for Bridgerton. Jonathan Majors, who's now Kang, Cog, whatever it was. He's the new big bad in the MCU, but he's got nominated for Lovecraft Country. Matthew Reese for Perry Mason and Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, who just always gets nominated for that show. He is amazing, but he's always here. Um, Interesting lineup. I like this. It's a very diverse uh, list of nominees, which we always love to see and support here at the podcast. Um, who do you think is going to win, Ben? Um, I think I'm going to go with Josh O'Connor to win because I think he's tremendous and terrifying in the crowd. Who do you think should win? I think Billy Porter should win. I think he's amazing. I think he's an icon. I love the guy to bits, and he is brilliant as Protel, and I, all the love Pose can get in its final season, I want it to get. On now to the drama-supporting actress. Ben, who have we got nominated? So, we have got Gillian Anderson, who's having a good weekend for The Crown, because she's also got the new series of Sex Happy. The Crown is having a great weekend. Then Helena Bonacarta is also nominated for The Crown, and Oscar winner Anne Rod Fennell for The Crown, who wrote and directed Promising Young Woman earlier this year. Um, then you've got four ladies from The Handmaid's Tale in Anne Dowd, Yvonne Strakowski, Samira Wiley and Madeleine Brewer. And then you've just got Orncheon Ellis for Lovecraft Country, who is just loving life as the only other person in the category not from The Crown or Handmaid's. I said Jason Stakus was the lock of the night. I mean, it's him and Gillian Anderson. They're both going to win. She was great as Maggie Thatcher, like, truly embodied her and has won every award so far. Will keep winning all the awards, which is fine. I will just close my eyes and imagine that for Jean Milburn for Sex Ed. But I know she's really good in it. Was that not even nominated? It wasn't eligible this time around. Because will season three be eligible next year? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it will be. Exciting. Um, ben, next podcast, can we review Sex Education series? Yeah, I've not had time to watch season three yet. Neither have I, but I've heard so much good stuff. Yeah, I've had to kind of block social media till I get a chance to watch it tomorrow. And the thing, oh, I just love it. It's, oh, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. Uh, on now to drama supporting actor, we got Michael K. Williams, Lovecraft Country, uh, Tobias Menzies up there as well. Then uh, who else is nominated? Giancarlo Esposito for The Mandalorian. I'm trying to do a Moff Gideon impression. Bradley Whitford for The Handmaid's Tale. O.T. Fagbeni for The Handmaid's Tale. Max Mingahala for The Handmaid's Tale. John Lithgow, who you can't not love for Perry Mason, and Chris Sullivan for This Is Us. Who do you think is going to win? Um, I would love to see the Mandalorian win because he does smash his role as Moff Gideon. Yeah, but you haven't seen anyone else in the category in a lot of... He's great. No, Giancarlo Esposito is great and deserves to win an Emmy. That said, I think there is... A large, he deserves an Emmy, momentum behind Michael K. Williams um, for Lovecraft. He's had like four nominations. He was Omar Bell in The Wire, which is such an iconic character of TV, and it's shocking he's never won. And I also really hope he wins because he did die like last week. Sadly passed away last week, which was after voting 
had happened, so that wouldn't have swayed the results. I just hope he wins and he can be on it. Do you think he should win? Yes. I think no one in this category is particularly strong. No one in this category is... In, I've seen all the performances and none I of them... Like there's no standout, they're going to win. None of, the ca- none of the performances stand out to me, yeah? But right. Michael K. Williams is one of the legends of TV and the fact he's not one of them would have probably helped me vote for him. Same logic, in my opinion, would have also helped me vote for Giancarlo Esposito, but it's definitely Williams' I want now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Drama directing. Who have we got up for this, Ben? So you have The Crown for its episodes Fairy Tale and War. You've got Mohammed's Tale for the episode The Wilderness, directed by the star Elizabeth Moss. The Mandalorian episode The Marshal. The series finale of Pose and Bridgerton, Diamond of the First Water, which I think... That... Did you say The Crown? Did say The Crown. I didn't hear it. Oh, well, it's got nominated for both Fairy Tale and War. Yeah. Uh... Um, who do you think is going to win, Ben? Who do you think should win? I imagine The Crown is going to win. Yes. Does I love Mandalorian to win? I could see the Mandalorian win. Um, yes, come on! Because I think it's a show that is growing its reputation slowly, and half the industry works for Disney. Um, but I think The Crown's probably going to end up with 90% of the votes just split between Fairy Tale and War, because they're both very showy episodes. So I'm not sure which one will win. At the moment, I'm going towards fairy tale because it's earlier in the season and it's the wedding and all of that sort of stuff. So I think the crown will win fairy tale. Yeah, Chapter I think. Nine of the Mandalorian. I think maybe is war. The best episode. That's the one with Timothy Oliphant, see... isn't it? I th- yeah, I think it is. It's a Boba Fett one, and I think it's the one with the massive creature in the sand. Yeah, I would not be too happy if the Mandalorian won. If I'm being brutally honest. Did you not see the CGI? Yeah, but that's not directing. Hmm. I think I when I saw the Mandalorian, the behind the scenes episode things of the Mandalorian, I was like, yeah, it's cool, but I don't think it's as impressive as what they do in The Crown with the performances and the scale and the shots. Or Pose and the massive ball scenes they do, or Bridgerton so beautifully looking, or The Hammer Tale as such a director showcase for Elizabeth Moss. Um, I think I'd go for the episode of The Crown Fairy Tale just because it does do the Charles and Diana wedding justice. And doing an event of that scope can't be easy. Yeah. So you think, who do you think should win? I think The Crown Fairy Tale. I love Ben. You know what I'm getting is that you, majority of the time, you're on par with the voters of this. Yeah, I think the voters normally get it right. I mean, other than the fact that I think the boys should just sweep this show and I'm really annoyed it's not nominated more. No, so I'm not. The drama categories don't inspire me this year. Not like Ted Lasso and they're not as good as the limited ones. I just think they're pretty meh. Meh. 
on now to are we on drama writing now Ben? we are on drama writing okay so we've got the crown war pose series finale the handmaid's tale home the mandalorian chapter 13 the jedi the boys what i know lovecraft country sundown uh, and mandalorian chapter 16 the rescue mandalorian making two appearances I think it's worth pointing out, though, that The Mandalorian probably has the biggest budget out of all the shows on. Yes. Actually, The Crown could be chasing it budget-wise. The Crown really? costs a pretty penny itself. Um, If you've not watched that, Jacob, that is a very expensive show. So does Pose to be fair. And Hamid and The Boys. Actually, all of these shows are quite expensive ones. Um, I think because... They've only got one episode in play. I think the crown's gonna win this. Right. I could see the pose winning for the season finale, but I'm not convinced. I think it's got the crown's got in lockdown. And as I love the show and I want it to win some Emmys and I think it's the most interesting TV show on TV, I think the boys should win. Are we now on Limited series? Uh, this is our final category we're gonna be covering, right? The final set of categories. Yes. So, limited series, the nominees are The Queen's Gambit, Mayor of Easttown, I May Destroy You, WandaVision, and The Underground Railroad. Ben, I'm going to go out on a limb. The Queen's Gambit is so popular. How do you think it's going to fear against things like I May Destroy You and WandaVision? So, I think the limited races are the only competitive races of this year's Emmys, if I'm being really honest. Exciting because all of the Queen's Gambit, Mayor of Easttown, and One Division were had massive moments. Yeah, they were. If you were to make a list of the top five shows of last Emmy eligibility season, all three of them would be on there with The Mandalorian and The Crown. Yeah, right. all three of them had massive moments, and everyone was watching them. Um, I think The Queen's Gambit will win. But Mayor of Easttown was the last thing voters saw, and I May Destroy You is such a beautiful show. And even The Underground Railroad, which is probably in fifth, I watched it and I said to my housemate, this is the most beautiful show I've ever seen, just on a visual level. The work Barry Jenkins does with that is beyond scrumptious. Exciting stuff. So Um, I think The Queen's Gambit will win. I think any of the shows should win. I think they're all brilliant shows. I probably would go Mare, if I'm being honest. Mare Vista. I thought you'd go WandaVision. <coughs> no, um, I loved Mare Vistam. You love everything nomination, because everything nominated is good. I think mean, you know. But I really adored Mare Vistam. Uh Ted Lasso or Mare Vistam, which one do you prefer? Ted Lasso. <laughs> Nothing's going to top that. On now to movie slash limited actress. We've got Kate uh, Winslet for Mayor of Easttown. Anya Taylor-Joy for The Queen's Gambit. Uh, who else have we got nominated? Michaela Cole for I May Destroy You, Elizabeth Olsen for One Division, and Cynthia Erivo for Genius Aretha. Once again, five amazing performances. Like, all five of these would be a good win, and all five of these would probably win in any other year. Um, I think Kate will win because she's Kate Winslet and 
when you're an actress of the caliber of Kate Winslet, who has like five Oscar nominations and one win, and you do a performance and people start going, that is your best ever performance, which they were for Mary of Easttown, I think that shows she's probably going to win. And she should. She's really transformational in it. However, I would like to... I think Kate's the best acting performance. Um, however, I would like to see Michaela Cole win because I think she needs to leave with an Emmy for I May Destroy You. I don't care where, but I will be fuming if Michaela Cole doesn't have one by the end of the night. And she yeah. is nominated will in... A, for... Will it be a running around your room naked situation? No, it's not. But she will be nominated for producing, acting, writing, directing. I don't care. She needs to win for one of them. She needs to win something. On now to movie slash limited actor. Excited to see you and McGregor's got a nomina- 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 nomination. And he's nomination. really good in Ryan Murphy's house when he really becomes the fashion designer. Who else have we got nominated? Paul Bettany for WandaVision, Uncle Huey for The Undoing, that's Hugh Grant, and two Hamilton guys who should not be nominated because it's not a TV show, but Leslie Odom Jr. and Lynn Manuel Miranda. Why are they nominated then? I'm not sure. It was eligible and people ticked it off and I think it's an utter disgrace. I think... What? Why isn't it a TV show? Is it films then? Well, it was a recorded stage production. So they recorded them on stage for a live audience on Broadway five years ago and these people have been awarded with Tonys for those stage performances yeah which makes it not a TV show no it's not it's a recorded stage production which means it shouldn't be eligible and actual TV performances were cheated out for these Hamilton nominations so the only reason I can tolerate it is because all of the Hamilton actors done really good work on TV this last year, so I'm just imagining they're for other things they've been nominated for. But no, Uncle Hugh Grant should win and will win. Amazing. On now to Movie Limited Supporting Actress. Um, and I feel like this, is, this category looks strong. I think it is quite a strong category, and Hamilton woman. So no, you have... Two Mayor of Easttown ladies in Julianne Nicholson, who stole the show in the final scene. You have Jean Smart for Mayor of Easttown, who we already know is winning comedy actress and was brilliant comedy release. You've got Renee Elise Godsbury and Philip Sue for Hamilton, who shouldn't be nominated, even though they are great as the Skylar sisters. You have Moses Ingram for The Queen's Gambit, but the whole thing will go Agatha all along because Catherine Hart's going to win for one division. She's deliciously evil in that show. And I just think people want to give Catherine Hahn awards. I love the way you describe things, you know, deliciously. Oh, she's oh, wonderful. I love watching Catherine Hahn play a witch called Agatha. Yeah, you seem by those noises that, oh, wow. I just oh, love it's, it. It's, it's you seem wonderful. to love it too much, Ben. Yeah, no, I would give the win to Julianne Nicholson because her work in the final episode of Mare of Easttown is unforgettable i mean i don't want to spoil the ending because it's a murder mystery but if you're having good material in the final episode of a murder mystery show (laughs) you can kind of imagine where the character goes yeah 
Oh, Ben, yeah. <laughs> you haven't left much your imagination. Actually, movie, I have. Movie, <laughs> movie limited supporting actor, Ben. Who we got up for this one? So, there's three um, awful Hamilton actors. You've got David Diggs, who I do adore in everything he does. Um, you've got Jonathan Groff, so yay gays. And you've got Anthony Ramos, um, who was also excellent in, in The Heights. I love those three actors. Just fuming they're nominated. It's a really I love the yay the gays. <laughs> oh, I love Jonathan Groff. He's amazing. Then you've got Evan Peters for Mayor of Easttown. Papa Elsa Duke for I May Destroy You. And Love Actually's finest, Thomas Brody Sangster for The Queen's Gambit. Um, yeah. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think should win? Ooh, I think Evan Peters will win because I don't think he did anything that particularly great in Mare of Easttown, but he's done so many seasons of American Horror Story and he did WandaVision this year. And he's just been one of those actors who's done so much TV over the last decade. He has so much respect. I think people now want to award him. And it's his first ever nomination, so I just feel like now's the point to do it. Um, I do think Papa S.I.D. should win for I May Destroy You, because I just think that show is so well written and the performances are so good in it. On now to movie slash limited directing. we got The Queen's Gambit, I May Destroy You, Mayor of Easttown, The Underground Rail Railroad, uh, One Division, Hamilton, I May Destroy You uh, from the episode Eyes, 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 Eyes. I think The Queen's Gambit will win because that is such a flashy show visually. So well, it's, it's really well directed. It's... So did The Queen's Gambit have the same director for every episode? Yes, Scott Frank directed all seven episodes. And... Right. Same with all our nominations bar uh, I May Destroy You, yes. who nominated for Eyes, 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 Eyes and Ego Death. Because those episodes are different directors. Um, I think The Queen's Gambit will win. I think the Underground Railroad should win, though. I think Barry Jenkins, as, as a director's genius, he made my favourite film. Um, I think that's well documented at this point. And I think the work he does over the ten episodes of the Underground, as the Underground Railroad, about railroad making a show that is so visceral and so visual and so beautiful, and every shot in that show looks like a painting. I don't think we're going to see another TV show like it. Um, and it's a shame the voters don't care for it particularly. But his work directing that show is beautiful, so I'd probably give it to him. And I just want to give Barry Jenkins awards. <laughs> no, I don't think I it's... I just want to give Barry I, Jenkins awards. I, I, I don't think it's an understatement to say that the podcast would not exist without his work, so... Wow, yeah. I, I, amazing, then. I, you know what I feel like? I love this podcast, so I love... I want to join now. Final... Uh, category that we're going to be talking about is movie slash limited writing so up for this we've got i may destroy you mayor of east town the queen's gambit wonder vision with film before a live studio audience uh wonder vision previously on wonder vision all new halloween spooktacular ben who do you think is going to come out victorious probably not wonder vision because i think three episodes slightly counts each other out um i think mayor of east town is really well written but i just i may destroy you i think it's got this because I think there's so much respect from Michaela Cole out there. She's going to have to win somewhere, and I think this feels like the right spot to do it. Do you want her to win? Yeah, I do. Because I May Destroy You is such a good show. Ben, we've never done a podcast like this before, and I know it's been a lot of you talking. I have sit back, and I've learned so much, and I'm actually excited. Mm. Well, my throat hurts. 
Yeah, and my toe has been bleeding for the last hour. Mm, and I'm going to go off and finish everybody's talking about Jamie now. And I'm going to go start sex education. Thank you so, so much for listening. At RTQ Film on Twitter. Go check out our RTQ Film website. Leave us a review if you've enjoyed the podcast. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode with Sex Education Season 3. And we're going to be talking about how right or how wrong Ben was with his Emmy predictions. Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure. See you soon, mate. Bye.